It may be the NBA All-Star break, but here on the A-List Podcast, we do not take a break. I'm Kwani Lunas, joined by Ishra Blakely and Gary Washburn. How are you two doing? <laughs> I'm just glad that you're here, Kwani, after your birthday. I thought you were going to take like the whole month of February off, but I'm glad you showed up. Well, I actually am on day seven of celebrating my birthday, so... Damn. It doesn't end. It doesn't end. But hey, like you said, no Damn. days off to celebrate and to make sure that I'm doing my job well. Gary, how you feeling? He hasn't said a word yet. He's already over it. <laughs> uh, happy belated birthday. Thank you. Welcome to the 30s. It doesn't get, yes. you know, it gets better from, from here. And um, yeah, I'm good. I'm in Salt Lake. We'll see how this all goes. All-star weekend. It's cold out here. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, but uh, we'll see how it all goes down and uh, how Salt Lake responds to the first All-Star game here in 30 years. Which yeah. Is, I think Kwani, right around Kwani's, when Kwani was born. Exactly. Right? I should I should have been in Utah. That in that summer? What's going on in yeah, Utah? Right around, I mean, to be honest, right around February 93. So, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. And my birthday's always All-Star weekend. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that something? So, what a missed opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see it's how it goes middle. out here. Obviously, Celtics uh, representation and uh, a lot. Be, it should be a good weekend uh, for the guys mm-hmm. to decompress and have a good time. So before we get into the Celtics, we do want to react to the biggest news that happened in the league since we last spoke. I think that was a lot since we last spoke, but Kevin Durant is now... Wait, did we talk about this already or no? Now I'm losing track. Did we talk about Katie? I think we did talk about Katie. Okay, so I'm clearly looking at the wrong rundown, which is amazing. But let's just get into Joe Mazzula, who is now the new interim head coach. Uh, not, excuse me, no longer the interim head coach of the Boston Celtics. A long time coming. Obviously, the Celtics are still number one in the league scoring um, record-wise. So it uh, it's long overdue. But were you too surprised that it took this long to get the, get here for him? No, nah, there, there was no sense of urgency. I mean... If you made him a head coach, great. If you keep him entering, what he, he's not going to coach. Um, yeah. I, I think I think the timing of it was uh, a little bit unusual. Um, I would have thought that they would have maybe tried to do this, maybe announce it at All Star uh, Weekend, yeah. which I thought would have been really kind of cool for him to have. You know, his entire coaching staff there, his All Stars there, and mass massive media attention. To be candid with you, uh, was mm-hmm. why I thought that would have made a little bit more sense. But look. Joe, he's earned the right to be the head coach of this team. Uh, and the one thing we don't know is, you know, it, it may, Brad may have talked about it earlier, but it's not clear why, what they did with Ime and how they were able to bring closure to that. Because to me, that's the, one of the best parts about this is that you've been able to now officially close a very uh, sad chapter in your franchise's history and starting a new one. And the chapter that you're starting now uh, is a young, up-and-coming, promising coach who's done some tremendously uh, impressive things in less than ideal circumstances. And, and you know, again, you're happy for Joe Mazzulla because, again, he he did it the right way. He well, earned deserved. this position, was not handed to him by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. And, and, again, the Celtics' best record in the NBA. Can't, you, you can't knock the guy for what he's been able to do. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised at the timing. I don't think it would have been a um, – good look for the franchise to have Joe come out here and address the media, talk to everybody and still be interim head coach. 
and then take questions about well, what happens when, you know, uh, the suspension, email suspensions over and what do you do? Are you going to go back to being an assistant? Like now he doesn't have to face those questions. He can always talk about the team. He can talk about his journey. He doesn't have to talk about the interim tag. And so I think it was a, a, a fitting time to do it because, and I think, I probably think the fact that he, uh, that Joe Mazzula was named the all-star coach sped up this process yeah. because this is the NBA's showcase, okay? There's no mm-hmm. football season's over. Baseball hasn't started. Um, so this is the NBA's weekend. Everybody's going to be out here, you know, dignitaries, legends, media, uh, all the, everybody, league, league folks, everybody's going to be here. So this is where it's happening for the league, the big showcase. Why not ha- be able to have Joe walk around here and address the media coach. and talk to people as I am the head coach of the Celtics, not interim, mm-hmm. not temporary, not we'll see what happens June 30th. No, 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 no. I am the coach of the Celtics. I think it was a very appropriate time. And I think I said, now, if it was uh, – he wasn't coaching the all-star game and he was just going back uh, home to his hometown or just spending with his family. Would they have done this as quickly? Probably mm-hmm. not. But I think this has to be, uh, it was a good appropriate uh, platform for him to say, Hey, this is my job. And it was well-deserved. That's some great perspective. And to that point, who do you think it does benefit the most from him now being officially the head coach of the Celtics? Besides Joe, um, I think the team in general, uh, I don't think they've been given a whole lot of thought to Joe's interim tag. I think that they just just organically believed that he was going to be the head coach. I don't think Mm -hmm. that there was any doubt about that. But I I think more than anyone, I think the assistant coaches benefit because now they're not only are they going to continue to do their job, they, they can continue to do their jobs without the specter of potentially not being there next year. I think most involved with the organization felt this was going to happen based upon the way the team is playing, the way that Joe, I, I think, has grown as a coach this year. I don't cringe nearly as much about the timeouts that he does not call as I used to. He yeah. still has those yeah. games where he, he'll, you know, he'll, he'll stack those things like, you know, like, you know, like Gary stacks snacks or something like that when he was a kid. You know, you just, you never know when you get the munchies late at night, you got to have some snacks in the, in, the back, in the back to just chomp on. Uh, Joe doesn't do that with timeouts nearly as much as he used to. Uh, but Bottom line is, is what what happened, snacks? What the hell was that? Anyway, go ahead and try. (laughs) Bottom line is, Joe has earned the right to be here. And I think, again, everyone, I think, can just relax and just go about their business, knowing that what they were pretty sure was going to happen is now an actual thing uh, so that, that they can go on and just keep doing what they do. Um, Gary, sorry, yeah. taking straight bullets for no reason. Yeah, I think that was—I don't know if that was a bullet or not. Yeah, was, <laughs> it was. That was. That it was. was. Anyway, um, I think for the organization, it just lifts a cloud off of it. Everything has still been so vague. There's really been no additional information um, about what Udoka might have done, other than having the. Uh, you know, inappropriate allegedly consensual relationship, but then we don't know. Um, nothing's come out. Everybody's been tight lipped. Impressively enough, to be honest, 
I said impressingly enough, to be yeah, honest, because exactly. you know the league likes to talk. Neil Long, you know, in a recent interview, yeah. kind of like mm-hmm. really didn't criticize Ime, you know, just said she was surprised and shocked and hurt, but didn't mm-hmm. but then criticize the Celtics for how they handled it. It was like, you know, so there's all these like, well, what's going on here? And what's happening? And, and, you know, people that don't follow the Celtics or don't follow the NBA or basketball ask me, what do you do? You know, and so now people are going to still wonder, but now you can, let, the Celtics don't have to offer any further explanations. They've moved forward. Whatever it was, it was severe enough that they didn't want him to coach their team anymore, even though he took them to the NBA finals. And now they found a replacement who is, seems to be obviously younger, more, not more energetic, but just probably more focused on his, uh, on his craft and his profession. And they can, he, he, he kind of uh, exemplifies what, what they want, what Brad Stevens wants out of a coach, you know, um, and a leader, a leader of men who, someone who leads by example, you know, Joe's out here with his, with his wife and his two children, you know, I mean, that's the type of image that the Celtics, they want and they need right now. So I think just the, the entire organization kind of gets this uh, situation and, you know, you can move forward. Now, is it, you know, we could all debate about, well, was it that bad to fire him or to suspend Yudoka? You know, what about the woman? We could, all these questions will surface. Yeah. And, I'm, and there's answers that, that some of us do know that can't write. And some of us, uh, you know, don't know. And, and you know, we're just going to be satisfied because it's not up to the Celtics to give us go public because they're trying to avoid lawsuits. So I just think for the Celtics, it's about time they did this. You know, it's a new regime, new administration. Uh, the assistant coaches have, have adjusted. You know, the players have adjusted. It's like you, you couldn't bring, you couldn't possibly bring uh, bring Udoka back next year for any particular situation. So, and it, this for Udoka, you know what? Now this is over. It allows him to go seek employment, get back into the league, figure out how to handle the next stage of his career. Because he'll, believe me, they'll be interested teams, and sure. you know, he'll he'll probably do the right thing. So I think he's been very smart. As we talked about, well, what should he do? And it's like. Don't do anything. Don't go nowhere. Don't be seen nowhere. Don't say nothing. Yeah, I've not heard about. Don't be seen on the face of the earth. Nothing like that. Just incognito is the way to go. Just be, uh, just disappear. Let people wonder what you're doing, but don't be on on TMZ, World Star Hip Hop. You know, we don't need none of that. Um, Or page six or whatever. So he's done that. So now, in a few months. Remember, like, what's happened in the sports world since that happened? Chief just won the Super Bowl. Tom Brady just retired. KD got traded. Kyrie got, like, Kyrie's all the sports yeah. stories that have broken, you know, over, over the last five to six months. The Celtics' best team in the NBA, the, um, all of that. Like, just all that's gone down. So now people aren't going to be wondering as much because the sports cycle is turned over. Hey, everyone. This is Kwani Lunis from the A-List podcast. 
BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline with live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to our website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the games start. I do want to add a note about Joe Mazzula because of what you just said about just the image of who he is. And of course, that's that's PR of, you know, that generally how they do it. But I listened to the pregame interview for Wednesday's game against Detroit and whoever I, I don't remember. I think it was Sean Granny, but I'm not sure who was interviewing him. And they asked if you could have tickets to a Sting concert, Taylor Swift, Bad Bunny. And there was a fourth artist that I didn't honestly recognize. And he was like. He asked him to say it again. And he was like, honestly, probably Bad Bunny, because I know that that's a concert that my wife would want to go to. And even though it's such a simple answer, it's very telling of, again, it could be PR, but he's very aware of his role as a head coach and the imagery of being a loyal husband, making sure that, you know, if he were to get tickets, he'd make sure it'd be something his wife is interested in. I think it was just a pretty cool tidbit as to the character that we're seeing from him and obviously what the Celtics want overall. But let's talk about the Celtics themselves. We, again, are at the NBA All-Star break. They still have the best league record right now, 42-17, and 17, won five of their last six games. Of course, there were little hiccups with that one game. But overall, what have you guys, now that we've hit the official half of the season, what have you guys seen from the Celtics? What do you think they need to do to push forward in the second half after the break? It's, you know, every team will tell you this, but I think for the Celtics, we we I think it's especially important because what they're trying to do isn't run-of-the-mill success. They're trying to win a championship. And for them, you know, I still think that health is going to be the wild card in their chances of winning a title. I think if, if the Celtics are relatively healthy with their core group, they will win a championship. I think, and I'm, I'm thinking about it from a best-of-seven standpoint. I don't think there's a team uh, that can beat them in a best-of-seven right now. And there's some teams that are good. Uh, there's some really good teams out there. Milwaukee is, is definitely a threat. Uh, I wouldn't sleep. Threat. Yeah, but, I wouldn't yeah. totally sleep on Philly. Uh, and you go okay. out west, you know, you, we don't know what to make of the Phoenix Suns now that they've been mm. re- retooled. You know, and Denver has been really good this year. Dallas, as long as Luke is in the building, they've got a yeah. chance. You start going down a roster, the lineup, and there's a number of teams that you can absolutely yeah. see can contest the Celtics. But I just mm. think the way that they're playing now, from top to bottom, in best of seven series, I just don't think someone's going to beat them four times. Don't feel it. I need to, to remind you guys because my brother texted me after Kyrie got traded to Dallas. Is this the one that's in the 17th grade? Yeah. <laughs> yes, the one that's in college. <laughs> but I don't know if y'all remember his NBA Finals prediction was uh, uh, Mavs versus Celtics. And when Kyrie got traded, he texted me. He was like, don't forget my prediction. So we got to keep on that watch to see if that actually turns into something. <laughs> he might want to just, you know, before he reached for them chips in the middle of the table, hold on a second, young fella. There's a there's a well, couple more hands that gotta be played before no, that Phoenix, pot is right. gonna take it. So <laughs> exactly. Just, you know, don't get don't don't just relax. Don't get too cocky. <laughs> relax. I mean, you know, make sure you get to the 18th grade and then we can talk a little bit more. But oh just, my just, gosh. just chill. Just chill a little bit. Oh, Gary, he's done. So Gary, what are your <laughs> what are your I thoughts on 
the Celtics. <laughs> I think the Celtics need to get one uh, completely healthy and just start mm-hmm. playing some good basketball because the schedule is difficult to jump. Indiana, which beat them back a couple, you know, when they were struggling, then uh, Philadelphia 76ers, then the New York Knicks, and then they come home and face Cleveland. So uh, four difficult games um, to start, and they, they got to try to hold on to the number one seed. That's the, that's the goal. Milwaukee's won 11 straight, and, and honestly, you know, I wasn't all that impressed with the Bucs. Like, that game where the Celtics didn't start play anybody, any of their starters, Robert Williams played like 12 minutes, and they were running Sam Hauser and Derek White and, you know, Mike Muscala out there, and they took him to overtime and probably should have won the game if Derek White hits that open three. Um, they're up five and he had an open three. If he hits that and they go up eight in overtime, it's hard to say that Milwaukee wouldn't have come back, but that didn't happen. But they still took him to overtime. I wasn't all that impressed with the Bucs. And now the Bucs got, you know, Bobby Portis on the injured list and then Dre Crowder. So two dogs, two real dogs who are going to add to that equation. But I was not thoroughly impressed with the Bucs. It took Drew Holiday hitting a career high eight three-pointers, okay, the best shooting night he's ever had, and Giannis played 46 minutes, uh, his most regular season minutes in seven years for them to beat the Celtics without four starters and Robert Williams most of the time. I like the Bucs, but I'm just not thoroughly impressed. But if you let them go on, they can beat the Detroits and beat the Indianas. They'll beat the bad teams. And then all of a sudden they'll be the number one seed and you're playing a game seven at Pfizer Forum. The Celtics don't want that. They want that home court advantage. Because I said, I think the Bucs are, are a good club, but I also think they've had some taking advantage of a kind of an easy schedule at times and face some injured teams and face the Celtics when they didn't have their starters. But we'll see what happens. I think the Celtics need to get healthy, need to... Uh, just get a start off the second half, the last 23 games of the season, or sorry, uh, 59 games, yeah, 23 games left, start out fighting, like, you know, Indiana's going to want to knock them off, and then starting, and then they go and face the big boy in Philadelphia, and then the Knicks, then the Cavs, who's beat them twice, and then just continue that momentum into the playoffs. Like, health, I think, is their number one thing. So let's talk about All-Star Weekend because that's what everyone wants to hear about. Of course, now head coach Joe Mazula, forgot the man's name, Jason Tatum, uh, Joe Mozzarella. Are you still celebrating your birthday, Kwani, and you you didn't want to tell us? No, no, I just stumbled on the way. (laughs) That was good, right? (laughs) Joe Mozzarella, I'm kidding. All right, so Joe Mazula's coaching in the All-Star Game. But, of course, Jason Tatum will be involved as well. So I know with the All-Star, it's just all about looks and appearances. But what are your expectations for Tatum, especially now that he is playing? Before, uh, I can't speak today. He will be participating in the three-point contest. Y'all make it fun of me, and I'm just going to ignore it. I, I think he's going to win it. Huh? I think he's going I, I to win the three-point shooting contest. Uh, and <laughs> I, I will be going to bet online and put some money on that, that he's going to win yeah. it. Um, so... <laughs> I just think, Jay, look, Jason, I think at this point realizes that uh, while it's not going to be like a defining moment in his career, you got to mm-hmm. just every opportunity you get to compete, you got to stand out. 
Uh, you got to remind folks that you're that dude. And I, I, I think Tatum, he's had a very good pre-All-Star break season, but he's had more than a few moments where he's been kind of like Casper the Friendly Ghost out there just disappearing. You know he's out there, but he's not really putting his emphasis on the game. And he's so good that he can get you for, he can get you 25 points and have a horrible game, but still got you 25 points. To me, the, the three-point contest is just another opportunity to remind people that he's that dude. He's and him. once he gets to the big boy game, uh, again, another opportunity to, to prove himself uh, as being the man. And, I, again, I'm, I'm excited for him to because he's in a very, very different place than he was a year ago. Last All-Star game, I think he was kind of – he was an All-Star on the come-up. Now he's arrived. He's that dude that a lot of people are looking at and like, okay, what you going to do now? And he is embracing that. And, and again, for him – the one thing I hope he does, win the three-point shooting contest and get some rest. Uh, find as, as much downtime as you possibly can have if you're Jason Tatum because this team is going to need you the rest of the way. They're going to really need you to carry. Kwani, do you know who Casper the Friendly Ghost is? I do. Well, I never watched it, but I, okay. yeah, I, I know the reference. It it, and also, back. I think context clues if someone didn't yeah. appear. That's, but, that's a, that's a Gary, lot. He's, he's showing your age. Gary, you, yeah. act, yeah. Gary, you act like, like, like she didn't learn something at BC. They teach them stuff at BC. I, I feel like that was a backhanded compliment, but okay. It was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, look, Gary, their all-star band performed at the Garden yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't talk about that. And I was talking to another BC alum that works for the Celtics. And I was like, what is going on? This is embarrassing. I do not claim this school right now. I'm sorry. I watch your band. Maybe it's just the acoustics of the TV garden, but. Excuses, Gary. Like a well, Rondo, dishing out them excuses now, I think that's okay? what it is, though, because think about it. They always perform in the stadium. And See, the this acoustics time they're in, of the building. Doors. I think it's yeah. not fair to them. See, anyway. what happened was, that's that's all you got to know. See, See, what happened was. <laughs> I expect Tatum to enjoy himself, bring obviously now. And I think it was an important thing that he mentioned last night was that Deuce now. Is Deuce five? He's five. Deuce getting up there. Okay, so Deuce is five because obviously Tatum missed the game uh, for his fifth birthday. Um I ain't mad at him about that. Um, I'm not mad at me all. Me neither. Me neither. So, um, I think I think he'll cherish these moments because now Deuce is a little old enough that a lot of the other players know him. He, he's old enough to kind of enjoy it. The last couple of years, maybe Deuce, you know, wanted to play, you know, video games or watch cartoons in his room as opposed to like being out, you know. So I think this will be give Jason the time time to re- reboot, recalibrate. Have fun in a three-point contest. I think, I mean, he just, he said he wants to win. He's got no problem with saying that. He said he, he's in it to win it. Yeah. And, you know, just have fun in the game. I mean, you know, it's very doubtful. What? Oh, Jason, go for MVP, man. Like, you know, is like the MVP is going to be Giannis or it's going to be LeBron or it's going to be, you know, Jason's not going to take 30 shots and be trying to dunk on everybody. It's just not his game. He's more, he's more of a, you know, like the one year, like Steph won it when he hit like 10 threes, when Steph went on this like rampage of threes and he ended up winning the MVP, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, I think in Chicago. Um, but with Giannis, but with, with Tatum, it's very doubtful. Like I said, he's not one of those dynamic, he's going to just go up and try to 
do the do do three sixties and stuff. And that's the all star game. Have fun. Play your eighteen minutes. You know, try to score 10, 15 points if you can. Um, and then go, then then just get get back to the, the warm wet. You know, I'm sure he'll go somewhere for the, for for Monday, Tuesday, and get back to Boston on Wednesday and, and then be refreshed. That's the, what you hope. You hope this is a good, positive break. And, and I think the NBA did did justice to the players. Remember, um, you know, back not all that long ago. I mean, teams Just like three or four to, years ago. Yeah, teams are back to playing Tuesday. Yeah. So, you know, you had to get on the plane Sunday night and head to either, you know, the road city you're about to play if you're playing Tuesday night or head home and then practice practice on Monday and everybody was kind of coming back, you know, from a three-day vacation. Now guys can, you know, get back Tuesday night and get ready for a Wednesday practice or whatever, so that you can kind of enjoy yourself. And I think that's good for the rest of the team, too. But for Tatum, I think he'll really enjoy it. I think he his status in the game has been established. Like Sherrod said, he's not a, a guy on the come up or, or, wow, what are you doing here? Oh, okay, you had a really good year. Like, everybody knows Jason's supposed to be here. And I just think he'll be comfortable in his skin. And then I think he'll, obviously, he won to win the three-point contest. He's won the skills challenge um, a couple years ago. Um, but we'll see, you know, and, and there's no amazing shoot. There's some good shooters and there's no Steph. There's no clay uh, this year. I think Dame's in it. That'll, you know, he, he, he can, he can, he can go off um, for, for 10, 12 in a row or whatever. But um, I think Tatum got a good shot. You know, I don't know if he'll win it. I wouldn't go to, to bet online and put my, my house on Tatum, but I do think he'll enjoy himself. He'll have fun. And, um, I think it'll be a positive weekend for him and his family. What are your expectations for All-Star Weekend overall? And disregard the heater going off right now, that the house is very warm, so. Well, I'm glad that you warm, Kwani. That's <laughs> all I'm that is that you warm. Well, the one thing, this is what I, I expect to see. I want somebody to videotape that moment when KD and Kyrie see each other. I want to see what that looks like. Because, I mean, KD is a pro, he's a pro and he's going to be mature about it. But you can't tell me that there's not an itsy bitsy teeny wee bit of saltiness inside of him, how things went down in Brooklyn. And I don't know if KD is going to be the mature KD that we see all the time and just be like, hey, how's it going? Or is he going to be petty KD and may have some words, may get a little animated. I'm kind of hoping to see that, that, that Katie, to be honest with you, but I don't think I will. Uh, but the, the big thing, I think there's going to be less drama than we've seen the last couple of All-Star, where, you know, the, the All-Star game was almost like a, pre, a prelude to guys orchestrating their exes. But most of the guys have already, they're where they're going to be, where they want to be. Uh, you, don't, you don't really see uh, anyone who is, kind of angling the team up with a form like another super team, uh, do that now. Uh, most of the guys have already broken off to the teams that they're going to be with. So uh, there's not going to be as much drama uh, as we've seen in the past, which I'm a little bit disappointed about. But then I remember they're playing in Salt Lake City. Yeah. No drama, Salt Lake City. The two seem to work well together. So. Um, I don't know if... I just think it's going to be kind of um, it's going to be interesting. All the guys here and and what Kyrie has to say, what LeBron has to say, 
to the media um, in the, on the Saturday media session, if there's any stories percolating, things like that. I think it'll be a fun game. Um, I'm not a I'm not a fan of the the draft, and I'm not a fan of the let's mix all the teams up. I still think it should be east against that. west. I just I mean I just you know this whole like schoolyard thing or you know playground. Or I pick you, I pick you. And pick up, a, pick up, yeah. You know, and then there's some dude who's a 24th overall pick who's like still an all star, but you feel like you know, man, I I didn't even you know like why are we trying to make each other? I mean. And, you know, these guys are grown. Oh, the next to last pick. Yeah, the guy, the wild guy, be the last pick and that type of right. thing. So, I, I, mean, I don't know if that's necessary. I just think you just have East and West as the old days and, and, and what we all remember um, and, and just enjoy that. But I mean, I, I'm just interested to see how Utah hosts the game. Um, you know, someone who's going to be kind of uh, uh, kind of a figure here is Carl Malone. Carl Malone's a guy who um, has um, obviously checkered past. Yeah, some things that he's that he's done that that, that I think. You know, I was talking with somebody just just an hour ago about Malone and how all of some of the things that he's done hasn't surfaced till recent years, and so now kind of a new generation of people have learned about him. A younger generation who have kind of labeled him uh, in a bad way where, you know, he was kind of a popular guy, not a popular guy. There's players in the Atlanta league that didn't like him or whatever, but, you know, Malone was, was, you know, the third, third all-time leading scorer. He, he got bumped down to three with, with LeBron, you know, but he still won the game games and he's going to be judging the dunk contest. I mean, you know, that type of thing. I, I'll be interested in seeing. And obviously, John Stockton's had some issues, controversies with the with not being back. You know, saying some things about the vaccination and COVID and all that. So it's just interesting that the game is here, thirty years later. Remember, the, both of those guys were the co MVPs of the game. It was a a good natured like, hey, Salt Lake's not that bad. And I think it was kind of one of the preludes to for Salt Lake to getting the Olympics in two thousand two was the All Star Game in ninety three. So I'll be interested to see how the city hosts uh, this game, how the, the public and reacts to Carl uh, Malone. And, and, you know, I, I said, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a difficult situation. You know, we grow up and thinking, you know, we look at these guys on TV and, oh, that's a heroes. And then we find out some of the things that they might've done in the past and, and it's not so flattering. And, and it's, some of them is very uncomfortable. Some of them just immoral. And it's just like, well, how do you view that person? So I, I, I'll be interested to see how the Twitter world, how people react to like Carl Malone being around. He didn't show up to the 75th anniversary, but Stockton yeah. did, you know, Stockton was in the house. Much respect. Stockton's one of talk, you know, hey, he's got his beliefs on COVID-19 and all that. It might be strange and crazy, but he showed up. You know, Malone didn't. So Malone's kind of been kept a low profile. So I'm just fascinated personally to see how that all translates for this weekend. This is Ashraf Blakely with the A-List Podcast. And the thing about running your own business is every single hire counts. And no hiring partner understands that like Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. 
Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search, according to US Indeed data, with Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Indeed does the hard work for you. Sponsor a job, and boom! Instant Match shows you candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately after you post. With Instant Match, you can start hiring fast. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Indeed knows that finding people with the right skills makes all the difference when you're hiring a team of one. Indeed knows hiring needs to be cost-effective when you're running your own business. Indeed knows that when you're doing everything for your company, you can't afford to overspend on hiring. Visit Indeed.com slash A-list to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash A-list. Repeat, Indeed.com slash A-list. Terms and conditions apply. Cost for application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So fast forward to after All-Star Weekend, what are your expectations for the players themselves on the Celtics roster? Tatum, Brown, Derek White. Who should we be talking about for not talking about one of them as well? Go ahead, Gary. You got this one. Um, I think that I think the Celtics in a great place. Sam Houser's bounced back. Derek White's bounced back. Um, I, Malcolm Brogdon's continued to be consistent. The the I said their whole thing is health, like keeping guys healthy, keeping guys engaged. Uh, Mike Muscala's been a good addition, and also Kwani. Like, are they going to fill that fifteenth roster spot? You know, mm-hmm. they they have until March first to sign somebody. If they do. Do they need another wing player? Um, you know, I know that, like, you know, my whole thing, and I champion them trying to go after Terrence Ross, but with Phoenix kind of gutting some of their team um, to get Kevin Durant, the Suns could offer him playing time. And, and I was told, and Celtics folks have said, listen, you know, we'd love to bring in a guy with real, real talent or a guy, and they have more money to offer because the Danilo Gallinari trade, sorry, not trade, injury exception, um, like $3.2 million, so they could pay these guys a little bit more money than a veteran's minimum, but if the guy's like, well, I want to play 25 minutes a game or 20 minutes a game, you're not going to do that, especially now with Hauser doing well, White doing well, Brogdon. If you bring a swing man in, a guy who can score, I think they needed a guy who could score some buckets, how much is he going to get? And does that sacrifice chemistry? Does that sacrifice other guys getting minutes? So I'll be interested to see what they do with that final roster spot. If they fill it, if, if they bring, let's say, you know, Mufundu Kevin Gelly up, if they bring up J.D. Davidson, um, or someone that we haven't thought about who's going to get bought out. Because remember, Kevin Love is about to get bought out. He's an intriguing name, you know, is it a guy like a Blake Griffin? Blake Griffin's kind of set the standard. 
play when you play, don't complain when you don't. That's what they that's what kind of guy they need in Boston. They don't need a guy, and I think they're a little bit afraid of um, you know, guys like DeMarcus coming in and Lamar wanting minutes because they want a ball, they want a hoop. You know, they don't want to just not everybody's Blake Griffin, and that's the hardest part. So I'll be fascinated to see what they do with that final roster spot. I think they're going to keep it open uh, I, I because, Gary, I think the, the biggest issue that they're going to have is that they have a clear idea of the type of player they want. But finding that player and convincing that player to come to Boston, I think that there's going to be a disconnect on one or both of those particular lanes of engagement. And the reason is simple. They are in a position where all of the, the main comfortable, good, robust roles are occupied right now. I mean, the shooting that we're talking about that they could, I absolutely believe that they could use another guy from the perimeter who can shoot. If Sam Hauser is back to being Sam Hauser from the beginning of the first 10, 15 games, if you come to Boston as a shooter, you ain't playing over him. You're not, because he's literally, I mean, he, truth be told, he's probably the best peer shooter on this team. And if he's playing the way that we've seen him play at the start of the season and the way he's played the last four or five games, you ain't getting his minutes. And he gets like maybe 10, 15 a night. That's why Peyton Pritchard is, is sitting on that bench watching and waiting for his opportunity because now that Marcus Smart's back, where's he going to play? Whose minutes are he going to get? So I think that's the biggest challenge for the Celtics is finding someone who wants to be part of this team and wants to be part of a championship run who doesn't mind watching more than they actually play. Because whoever they bring in is going to be someone who will do that. Uh, and you're right, Gary. To me, one of the biggest surprises for, for me with the Celtics is the way that Blake Griffin has embraced his role. Because typically when guys are like have the kind of pedigree and have had the kind of long-term success that he's had, they either want to play more minutes or they're cool sitting on the bench because they got nothing left in the tank. So they just basically they, – they just – Throw them out, let me get a ride. Let me get a ride to this championship. They ain't trying to, they're not trying to help steer it. They just want to be in a bus. Blake still has juice. Blake still can actually go out there and do some things. Uh, and for your Celtics, if you know that he can do that and you only really need him maybe two, three times a month, give you maybe 15, 20 minutes, two, three, four times a month, he's good with that and so are you. I don't think that there are guys, particularly in the wing positions, who you can count on. And frankly, who, who would be comfortable in that type of role? And, and one of the things, and we haven't talked a lot about it with the Celtics this year, but their chemistry is off the charts. They, have, they don't have the kind of dysfunction that you see perk up every now and then with, with some, some other teams. Uh, and, and I think a big reason for that is, again, like as I said, everybody got their roles, and they're cool with those roles, other than Peyton Pritchard. Um, but yeah. Peyton and, but the thing I like about Peyton, and this is this, I'm not gonna get too deep into it, but I love the fact that he just basically said, Look, I want to go somewhere and play. He wasn't beating around the bush. I know Gary, you talked about a few times about that. He was not beating around the bush. And I, I find it interesting that we're cool with him saying, basically, trade me so I can play. And yet there's some other athletes in, in past years who they bring up the, the specter of wanting to be traded. And it's like, why, why would you want to leave here? That's wrong. You need to honor your contract. Peyton didn't get none of that, that, none of that pushback, uh, which I think is right. I don't think anyone, any player who's not in a position or a situation that they feel good about should stay there. If they want to leave and they let you know they want to leave, they're doing you a solid by saying, get me the hell out of here. I mean, Kyrie, I didn't like the way Kyrie did it. Yeah, but basically, he's like, look, y'all need to move me somewhere. 
And mm-hmm. they were just like, in one second. Uh-huh. Say less. Okay. Yeah. Like literally the minute they made the decision that, yes, we're going to do this, the phone started ringing and he was gone. So, um, and it's well, yeah. a good leadership on Joe Mazzula's part to just acknowledge that publicly as well and say, express yourself. That's what good leadership looks like, communicating uncomfortable things because that's how the team gets better. But also if it does come to a point where they can trade for trade, well, that's not a good point, but find, figure out a way to utilize him better in the league, then at least they know that they can do that. Yeah. But that's all we got. Also, I want to shamelessly plug my own Twitter thread that I think you two should look at. Do you watch Abbott Elementary? It's the best show ever. Oh, my God. You bo- okay. So can I read you through the thread? It's It's birthday it's month. Corny, so go ahead. Okay. So for those that don't watch the show, you got to watch it. It'll make more sense. But because you two watch it, I want you to react to what I'm about to break down and see where I can work on. You, you'll get it. You'll get it. All right. So. Oh, Lord. I'm so excited. I'm so glad you guys watched the show. Celtics players as characters from Abbott Elementary. All right. You ready? Okay. Right. So first one, Gregory Eddy is Jason Tatum or Coach Missoula. But the feedback I've been getting is that it's more Joe Missoula. Yeah, I was going to. I would go with Joe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's the one I also I sent you guys a tweet in a thread too. Mr. Johnson, Jalen Brown. No yes, question about that. Tea. Not even close. <laughs> right. Barbara Howard is Al Horford or Malcolm Brogdon, just because I couldn't figure out where else to put Brogdon, but it's more Al Horford. Yeah. Yeah. You could go either way with that one. You, you think so? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm batting I'm, a hundred. Uh, I'm probably going to Al a little bit more for that one. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Melissa Shemetti, <laughs> guess who? You you know the one. Yeah, I can see that. Marcus Smarty. Smart. <laughs> Smarty. Uh, and then, okay, there's a video. Janine T is Grant Williams because... Just, yeah. Man, what do you think, Sherrod? I, I totally missed that because I was trying to go to the Twitter. I saw what you said. My screen Janine, went out. Janine T is Grant Williams. Yes. Period, right? Okay. They kind of look a little bit alike. I mean, real talk. A little bit. Actually, they might be cousins. They might be cousins. I'm saying. (laughs) So I put Jacob Hill as Blake Griffin, which I just needed somewhere to put Blake Griffin. There are parts of him where mm, throw away. That's a a little bit of a stretch. It's a stretch. It's a stretch. And then finally, Ava Coleman, Robert Williams III, because he's just there for the vibes. He's very good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so corny? grateful. I've been working on that thread for a minute, to be honest, because I sure wanted to. Speak. <laughs> sure but that's have. all I got. Y'all can go to Twitter, Kwani A. Moon, if you want to go interact with that thread yourself. But what do you two have coming up? I know, obviously, Gary, you're in. Let's talk about what you plan on doing in Utah. <laughs> Nothing. No. Uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of little things going on in terms of the NBA is doing a lot of, you know, community stuff. The NBA cares. The NBA cares. A lot of legends here. So they're, you know, the people bump into you. You get the chance to mingle and talk to people and get information. So it'll be good. It'll be good there. And obviously the game um, and All-Star Saturday night, dunk contest, all that. I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes. Um, but I just think a lot of 
a lot of little things, you know, are going on. And, and um, there's some awards, the, the, hall, the hall of Fame um, candidates will be whittled down to the, to the, to the, to the finalists. Uh, the, the class of 2023 will be announced at the final four, but the finalists will be announced tomorrow. Um, and that should be interesting. Also some award winners, some of our media colleagues uh, could be honored um, uh, with some, some, some prestigious awards tomorrow. So uh, a good, good full weekend. And, and, you know, you learn to appreciate it. And, and as we talked about, you know, this week, three years from now, Kwani, when you just turned 33, we could be in Boston hosting some, the Kwani Lewis All-Star Jam. Period. Uh, I'm here for that. Yes. <laughs> With your, with all your crew coming, coming through, all, all, all the cheetah girls coming. It's gonna through. be a good time. Don't hate yeah. on the cheetah girls. <laughs> all the cheetah girls coming through. Destiny Child, seven hundred two cheetah girls. All um, the girl bands of the two thousand. All the girl bands coming through. <laughs> so three years from now, folks, make your plans. Watch out. Be in Boston. Lewis, uh, Jam All Star Jam Thursday night. Yes. But yeah, it's uh, $150, but well, yeah, get your VIP table now. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it'll be a good, you know, a, a good weekend. Uh, and I think there's, a, and I think there'll be a lot more people here in terms of NBA folks. Now, I can't speak for like fans and the all star crowd, I don't know if they're gonna come here. We'll see. I think everybody's kind of interested to see how that goes, but. Next year's Indianapolis, so you know, you know, I don't know. It doesn't get much here. better. Yeah, so <laughs> we'll see. But I'm looking forward to the weekend. I'm a fan of Indy. I love Indianapolis. Everything you need is downtown. Literally everything you could possibly want is within walking distance. So I'm cool with mm, Indy. Okay. Um, I um, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna. The reason why I'm not going to Salt Lake is because I'm gonna be going to Orlando, Florida. Uh, I'm one of the judges for the Associated Press Sports Editors write, Writing Contest. Uh, so I'm going to be looking at lots of writing, lots of um, screen watching all week. Uh, so I'll be down there doing that. And, and, and just got, you know, a couple of other all-star centric things. Uh, did a piece that's going to run uh, in BET.com um, up, upcoming about just Bill Russell and just looking at, you know, the conversation about LeBron being the GOAT. What about Bill Russell? And I, I lay a case out as to why Bill Russell should be the GOAT. Um, I love and, that. And there's there some things that, that we really kind of take for granted about Bill Russell. Uh, and I, I try to shed a little bit of light on that. Uh, so uh, that should be coming out this week uh, at BET.com. Oh, BET. I, wow. <laughs> yeah. The, the, Look the, at the, you. The, the, the landscape out. is expanding, Gary. Oh, man, you got to send that to your mama. Your mama be proud of you, right? From BET. You got Ebony, BET, what else? <laughs> we're working on it. We got, wow, a we're down. We got a couple more that we're in talks with. Wow, we're for BET. Video sold. Donnie Simpson. Donnie Simpson. <laughs> Where's Donnie Simpson <laughs> That went over my head. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. sure someone in our audience will understand. We're talking about like 91, 89. We're talking, talking about when they had a... When they had video shows and they had videos. So every hot R&B group at the time. Okay, you remember that? You saw the New Edition movie, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, when they all were uh, on that talk show with that girl mm -hmm. with African, with the, that show, yeah. Video Soul. Oh, 
okay, okay. So yeah. that was the show yep. for like every R&B group wanted to get on it. To get on, it was Donnie Simpson and then it's Sherry Carter were the hosts. So that was it was yeah. before kind of then it kind of got replaced by what like 106 and Park when the hip hop yeah, yeah. took yeah. over. Okay. But the video soul was like that was like you know every hot group from the nine boys to you know boys to we uh, you know, boys to men like you know when when you didn't know the group and you wanted to meet the members and all that boom video soul that was so, it wow Sharad working for them now Sharad got a jam full full circle moment for you also it I do want to shout out to all the teachers out there including my dad which is why this is behind me and if you're watching the video but. Teachers going back to Abbott Elementary, they deserve all the love. Especially your daddy, because he <laughs> teaches the little itty bitties. The little ones. <laughs> mad props to Corny's pops, because he deals with the, the kids that, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't understand. I, I pray for that man. <laughs> I pray for that man, because he, he gets Not going to hold you. I thought you were going to say, because he dealt with me and my brother. <laughs> That's part of it. Anything. Exactly. Well, that's a wrap on the A-List podcast for this week. Once again, shout out to our sponsor, betonline.ag. If you're not subscribed to this podcast already, make sure you do that, whether that's on YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. But until next week, I'm Kwani Lunas, Gary Washburn, A. Rob Blakely. Thank you for listening to the A-List podcast. <laughs>